Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Akuo. It's good to be with you here today. Just wanted to talk about, first off, my voice is kind of jacked up right now, so I'm going to just ask that you hang with me while we get through this. The oak has been messing with me, and I'm ready to fight it, and you should too because of what it's been doing to me. So, yeah, that, that's where we're at today. We are in week 11 of our 12-week series called The Beginning, which is what we've been talking about all year long. We have been leaning into this word that God gave us to live out in 2022 which is sturdy. We have been called as a church to be sturdy. And there is one really good way to get sturdy. And Jesus talks about just that. He says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes and torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So we will continue to dig into this idea this week and really for the rest of the year. We have to be sturdy and we are going to start with the foundation of Jesus. That's why we will continue to study his life for the rest of this series and we will continue to keep Jesus the foundation of everything we do here at a church and in our community. The, the community that we have together and our greater community around us. Now, before we go any further with the message, let's take a moment to just stop and pray. So if you just bow your heads along with me and just pray along with us. Jesus, we thank you again for another time to be meeting together. We thank you again for another time to be hearing your words. We just ask Jesus that you would just open up our hearts, our minds, and, and especially our ears to what it is that you have to say to us today. We thank you for everything and we love you, Lord. We pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. So, as we get closer to the end of this series, I'm reminded of high school and getting close to those end-of-the-year finals. I know you all remember those, right? I know there was this one class that I took that I was way, like way crazily in over my head with. It was Physics 1 Honors. And I, I wasn't normally like a science honors type of kid, but everyone told me to take honors physics instead of regular because the teacher for physics honors was the best and you'd actually have a better time in that class than the regular class. His name was Mr. Zabo. So I took the class and Zabo was amazing, but the class was as hard as he was awesome. And as the, the class came to an end, we had this huge final that we we're gonna be taking. So he did what a lot of teachers will do he gave us a review of what the test will be covering. Now what happened is that he literally went over every single problem we were gonna do in this test. Not only that, he was encouraging us to get together in groups to study this material. And I took advantage of that. I went to a study group with friends, all of whom were much, much smarter than me. And we all barely figured out how to get through these equations that we had just seen him work earlier in the week together. It was, it was nuts. All of our combined intelligence there uh, that we had, and we were still struggling so hard. Even though Zabel gave us the way to work through the problems, even though we had spent the whole class learning from this next level teacher, 
we were still having trouble applying this knowledge. And we didn't have much time left to figure it out before that test was upon us. And actually, we see something similar happen with Jesus and his disciples. And we'll read through this as we continue in our study of the biography of Jesus's life as written by his friend and disciple, John. Now, for us to fully understand what we're going to be going through today, we're going to need a little bit of context. Now, the last two weeks, we talked about Jesus getting prepared for the event of his burial and resurrection. But in addition to getting himself ready, he had to make sure that his disciples were ready to do life without him as well. So what Jesus did was have one final meal. It's known as the Last Supper, but really it was a final review for the big test the disciples were going to have coming up. Now, there was one minor change Jesus had to make. There was one last principle that he had to get to the disciples, one last thing that he had to teach for the disciples before he was gone. So Jesus leveraged the full authority of who he was, God in the flesh, walking the earth, also known as God in a bod, right? So Jesus leveraged his full authority to make something new. For the first time in generations, Jesus made a new commandment. A new commandment had come, and it was Jesus the one that was doing it, right? Now, in this new commandment, Jesus makes sure one word is, re is repeated. One word is very prominent. Here's what he told them. He said, so now I'm giving you each a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Then after that, Jesus added on to that commandment like one extra piece. He said for us to remain in his love and the way we could do that is by following his commandments, which he then followed with this. Here Jesus said, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. So Jesus laid out this new way of thinking that was centered around him and centered around the way that he loved. That way of thinking is to love, to prove to the world who you are and laying your life down for your friends. Jesus also explained that the world isn't going to be a kind place for the people that follow him. Because if they killed him, Jesus, for living a perfect life, they're not gonna be that great for us either. So for today, we are gonna be reading through John 16 and 17. So if you'd like to follow along with us in your own Bible or uh, the app on your phone, you are more than welcome to do that. If not, you can just read along with us on the screen. Here is what Jesus had to say about the way the world is going to treat the disciples. Here Jesus said, I have told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith. For you will be expelled from the synagogues, and the time is coming when those who kill you will think they are doing a holy service for God. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now so that when they happen, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a while longer. So Jesus dropped all kinds of heavy info right here. There are going to be people that are trying to kill the disciples, and they're going to think that they're doing these things in the name of God to help God's cause. Jesus even says that he wanted to tell the disciples these things so they wouldn't forget. 
This is for sure like the final review, like the final, final review before the final, right? This is what Jesus is doing here. And there's something about this that, that stood out to me though as I was studying through it. When Jesus is talking about the folks that are going to kill them, thinking that they are in the holy service of God, this is, this is kind of crazy because this is actually in direct opposition of what Jesus had told them earlier in the meal, right? The new commandment was to love. And he even says that, like, they didn't know me, they don't know my father. So because of this, we can make the conclusion here that if these people were going to kill someone thinking that they are in the service of God, then they aren't really following God, right? They're following something else. They're following the world. You see, we saw Jesus, God in Abad, being the example. He showed humility. He washed feet. He said to love and he showed the disciples love. He said to love again, and he showed the disciples how to lay their lives down. So there is no way that these people that want to kill in the name of God could actually be serving God. It's so out of whack with what Jesus said to do. It's crazy because it's literally the opposite of what Jesus said to do. Now, apply that to now. How many people are picking up their metaphoric torches and pitchforks to try and tear someone down? How many people are ready to rip someone to shreds when they mess up? How regularly are we looking to make sure that justice is served to the person or group that messed things up in such a huge way? And then we say, we're all doing it in the name of God, in the name of Jesus. Well, guys, these aren't the ways of Jesus. This isn't what he told us to do. Just because you don't agree with someone and who they are or what they stand for doesn't mean you are allowed and encouraged to outrage against them. Just because you don't like those people on the other side of what you believe doesn't give you the right to talk mess about them. Just because you oppose someone on an issue that you feel like is a part of the fabric of who you are doesn't mean you get to post snarky memes about them on social media or even just to your friends and family. That's not what you're called to do. As a matter of fact, that is the opposite of what you're called to do. Jesus told us to love. Jesus told us to be humble. Jesus didn't tell us to dole out justice. We are supposed to love everyone and let him deal with the justice. And Jesus actually lays that out in this next part that he tells the disciples. Here's what he says. But now I'm going away to the one who sent me and not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. So we are now with the advocate, which is another name for the Holy Spirit, which is something you receive when you simply believe in Jesus and who he said he was. The opposite side, unbelief, is sin. I mean, Jesus says it right there. The fact that the, that the world refuses to believe is the world's sin. But here's the deal. The advocate, 
The Holy Spirit will convict the world of that sin, which can be a divisive word because we have a pretty decent understanding of what the word convict means. I mean, we see it every time we're watching like a lawyer show or law and order comes on and they're looking to like convict the defendant of a certain crime, right? They're looking to find guilt with that person. So that's what we think of when we see the word convict. However, we have to remember that the New Testament, this biography of Jesus, had a different original language. So what we are actually reading through when we pick up our Bible is a translation. So to get better context and a better idea of what John means when he wrote the word convict, well, we'll have to go to the Greek, which is the language which we translate from. So the word that convict is translated from is elenko. Now, this word isn't about finding guilt with someone. No, this word, when translated, is more about engaging in a conversation and producing a change in the other person. The literal translation is to convince one with solid, compelling evidence, especially to prove wrong. So when Jesus says that the advocate, the Holy Spirit, is coming to convict the world of its sin, which is an unbelief in Jesus, how do you think that will work? How do you think that advocate will work? How does that connect to all of the instructions that Jesus has been giving out to the disciples there at that last dinner, at the final supper, the last supper? We know that the Holy Spirit is something that resides in the believer. So the Spirit probably won't be talking to non-believers. Now, it's possible because with God, nothing is impossible. But he set it up in a particular way. He set it up with all of us believers to be walking around with this Holy Spirit. So this advocate has to be at work within us, which makes me think it will be up to us, the believers, to help convict the world. Elenko. It will be up to us to convince the world with solid, compelling evidence that Jesus is something worth believing in. But how can we do that? By loving people, by loving people the way Jesus did, by laying our lives down, by walking with humility. By doing these things, the world will know that we are his disciples and the world will see that we are living a life that is world, worth living. And the world will see that we are following someone that changes everything in our lives for the better. Akuo, it is literally up to us to help bring Jesus into the world. This is the role that we play. It's up to us to help people run from their sin. And it's up to us to help people get to know Jesus by loving them. This is Jesus's commandment. This was part of the review before the final. These are the things that Jesus needed his disciples and eventually us to know. But Jesus wasn't done talking about the Holy Spirit. Here is what else he had to say. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Now, this is such an important thing for us to understand when we, when we are operating in the Spirit. 
when we are connected to the Holy Spirit and being led by it, when we are loving on people, when we are remaining in, in, in Jesus, when we are listening to his following his commandments, there are no lies when it comes from the Spirit of God. We are being led by his truth. Not only that, we get some special insights. Here Jesus explains that some of the uh, ideas of, of what some would call prophetic gifts, which I've personally seen happen a bunch in, in my life personally and, and people around me. It's literally why Akuo exists. It was a leading of the Holy Spirit in a truth that we would be getting this church started. So if this is something that you experience or something you are trying to figure out, I just want to give you a couple of very quick guidelines that we're going to take a look at. The first guideline is that the Spirit is truth, right? Just as it says in the scripture, that's where we're pulling this from. The Spirit will never lead you to do something deceitful. So if you feel like the Spirit is leading you to do something that isn't right, check yourself. For example, if you're married, the Spirit isn't going to lead you to another person to cheat on your spouse with. That is not how the Holy Spirit works. That is not a word that God will give you. That is not what the Holy Spirit would lead you to do. Now, the next thing that we can talk about is the Spirit can tell you about the future. And it's totally possible for the Spirit to give you an idea of what might be coming up for you. Remember, this has to be connected to truth, though. It won't be anything, anything outside of the truth of God. Also, the other part about hearing from the Spirit is this. The Spirit will always bring glory to Jesus. There won't be anything the Spirit has you do that won't bring glory to Jesus. The Spirit doesn't work for you. It's not a magic trick. It isn't a thing that you use at parties for fun. That's not how it works. The Spirit will decide to speak to you when it wants to tell you the truth about something that will bring glory to Jesus. Guys, this is the review before the test. These are the last things that Jesus got to tell his disciples before he would leave them to go and lay his life down for the world. Even then, even after all this time, even after this last review, the disciples didn't fully understand what was going on. They were like that, that physics study group that I was in during high school, right? They had a great teacher, probably the best teacher ever, if I had to take a guess. They knew what they were supposed to do. However, they didn't fully understand the application of all the things they'd been learning from this amazing teacher. And Jesus understood that. So he circled back around to the most important question that he needed them to be able to answer. Look at the question that he has for them. Jesus asked, do you finally believe? But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. So Jesus makes sure one last time that they believe. It's the most important thing. It's the thing that mattered most to Jesus because Jesus understood that the rest of his teaching was gonna go by the wayside when things got crazy. And the only thing the disciples would have to lean on is their belief in Jesus. He knew when things went down, they would scatter and abandon him. But Jesus also knew that things would change. Jesus knew that in one single moment, he would change everything. He would make it that the world would never be the same again after that one moment. 
but it all starts with believe. And guys, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you believe. I'm here to love on you in such a way that you can see who Jesus was. So today, I wanna help you out with that. And if you've never started that relationship with Jesus, you've never started to believe, I wanna help you through that right now because I want you to have a life with Jesus' love, a life being led by the Holy Spirit. And the way that you can do that is by doing what Jesus says almost 100 times in John's account of his life. That's believe. Believe in the good news, the gospel. Believe that Jesus was God in the flesh here on this earth. Believe that he lived the life he did. Believe that he laid his life down for us, that he sacrificed himself. Believe that he came back from the dead and after some time hanging out, high-fiving his dudes and spending some time here on the earth, he went back into heaven. Now, by believing that, you get to experience an eternity in heaven with Jesus. But not only that, you get to have the Holy Spirit living within you. You get to have a life existing as the intersection of heaven and earth. And through that, we get to bring heaven to earth every day by loving all the people around us. That's it. That's what this is. Now, to confirm that belief, I would like to lead you in a simple conversation with Jesus, which we would call a prayer. Now, if this is your first time praying this prayer, I wanna give you some help. I know it can be a little weird. You're a little bit out there, but I get it. So I want you to feel like you're being loved. So I'm gonna ask our entire Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You never have to go through a tough situation on your own. You always have a community with you. So if you want to confirm your belief in Jesus, I'd just like for you to bow your head and pray something like this just between you and Jesus. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now, let's keep our heads bowed. And whether you have been a believer for the last four seconds or the last four decades, if you believed in Jesus and for either one of those times or anything in between or anything past that, and you wanna understand how to lean into God a little better, you wanna understand how to follow those directions a little bit better that he gave us, just pray something like this along with me. Just say, Jesus, thank you for everything you did for us. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for laying your life down for all of us. Thank you for laying your life down for me, for loving me. Jesus, help me follow the review for the test. Jesus, help me see all the ways you want me to show the world who you are. Jesus, help me see how I should be laying my life down for the people around me. Jesus, help me remain in your love so your joy will overflow from me to everyone else around me. Jesus, let me hear from the advocate. Let me hear from the Holy Spirit this week. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for everything. And we pray all of these things in your mighty and holy and awesome and overwhelmingly, insanely incredible love. Amen.
Now, before you go, there are a few things I want to share with you. The first thing I want to talk about is coming up in just one week, guys. It's Easter. This year, Easter falls on Sunday, April the 17th, next Sunday. And we will be creating an event that we want you to come to, of course. We want you to bring your, but we also want you to bring your family and your friends to. We're going to start at 10 a.m. with our normal church service. And then afterwards, we're going to kick off an Easter egg hunt for the kids in our community uh, here at Akuo and everybody around. Now, this year, we'll be handing out 2,000 filled eggs with candy and all kinds of goodies. Now, in addition to the egg hunt, we'll have paletas, pan dulce, and the Easter Bunny will be making an appearance for families to take pictures with them. This is going to be such a great time. So we'd love for you to be a part of it, attend, invite friends, invite family. We also would like for you, if you're interested, to, to help out with this by going to our social media and getting signed up there. Now, we will need help with getting the field set up with eggs, handing out the paletas, taking pictures at the photo bunny, at the bunny photo booth, and, and to do, like I said, to do any of those things. If you're interested in that, go to our website or social media to get signed up for this. The other thing we'll have going on, it will be happening in two weeks. Guys, we are gonna be doing our second round of baptisms here at Akua Church. So if you are someone who just recently decided to believe in Jesus, this would be an amazing next step for you to participate in. It's actually the, the, one of the most obvious steps that you should be taking uh, after you start to believe. Or if you were baptized as a baby, but you wanna stand up on your own and proclaim that you believe in Jesus by your own decision, you should get baptized too so that your church community can celebrate along with you. So if you're interested in this, you can go to our website and click on the sign up link, or you can catch us on our social media and click on the link there on any of our social media pages. Now, while you're on our social media, please be sure to follow us. And, and while you're there, if you're already following us, if you're already one of our friends, be sure to share and interact with us as we post these things. Because hey guys, we're a cool and we want to listen. We want to listen to you. And that means we want to hear from you. So our Facebook and Instagram, Instagram pages are just two great places for us to do that. Where we can hear from you and we can interact with you all week long. Now, the only reason we're able to do any of these things is because of you and the way that you are sacrificially generous. So I just want to thank you guys for that. We literally would not have a church without you being as awesome as you are by being generous in the ways you are. Now, no matter how you are generous, we want you to talk to God first. We want you to go to the Holy Spirit. We want you to ask him, hey, what do you want me to give? And if you aren't sure where to start or you, you haven't necessarily gotten a, a clear word of what you should be doing, one of the many ways that you can express your generosity here at Akuo is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, that could be a place that you just get started. But sacrificial giving might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really, really tough for you and your family, and I totally understand that. If things are tough for you right now because of gas or, or you losing a job or, or whatever it might be, we want to be linked to you. Please allow us to help you out during your tough time right now. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or let's say that you know someone that needs some help and they aren't necessarily connected to us in the best way. Help us get connected to them. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send us an email at help at akuo.church, or you can call or text the church at 
800-888-8785. Now, if you are willing and able to give sacrificially here at Akuo Church, the way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get onto the website, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions that you see on the screen once you start clicking on the giving link and, and following stuff there. We also have our text to, to give option. For that, all you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, in the dollar amount you wanna give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't wanna give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you'd like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your check to AKUO at PO box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Now guys, before you go, I just would ask that you let me pray over you one last time. And today things we're gonna do things a, a little bit differently because we went into the, the book of John and we're reading about these final times that Jesus had with his disciples. Well, once he's done, he has this prayer that he prays. And, and I wanna read that and actually pray Jesus's prayer over you guys uh, as we go. So before you go ahead and close up your laptop or turn off your TV or, or put away your phone, uh, I just want you guys to go ahead and listen to this prayer of Jesus uh, that was recorded by John so long ago. So here is what Jesus prayed. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, the disciples, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you and you have given them to me so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying this world, but I'm coming to you, Holy Father. You've given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that not one was lost, except the one headed for destruction as the scriptures foretold. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your world and the world, I have given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them hold holy by your truth. Teach them your world. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your name. I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. Oh, righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do, and these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them, 
and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them and I will be in them. Thank you for all these things, Jesus. We love you. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. We will see you next Sunday for Easter. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.